So let's talk about something that is uh, headline news every day, certainly in the city of Toronto. We've had 9,600 cars stolen in Toronto 2022 alone. It is a massive problem. It needs to be stopped. But how are we going to stop it? Pierre Polyevra rolled out his answers to combat uh, the out-of-control car theft on Monday by announcing tougher penalties, which would include ending house arrests for auto theft, increased mandatory minimum sentences for a third offence from six months to three years, and they do that by adding organized crime as a specific to the uh, aggravating factors in sentencing. And this morning, and I'm glad to see this second part of the announcement because Without this, there is no fix to this. But this morning, he's announced the second part of the plan, which is to hire more frontline workers to guard our ports, where cars are ending up, and new X-ray scanners. Because right now, and and some of you will not believe this, but right now we only have five agents to inspect 580,000 containers from Montreal every year. So we are just in the Montreal port, only looking at 1% of what's being shipped. So the criminals know this. They're exploiting it, and, and it's driving up the costs on everything. So is this enough? Let's ask the man. Pierre Polyev, leader of the Conservative Party of Canada, joining us now. Thank you very much. Uh, you were just at a Montreal port announcing this second part. I think the criticism from your many critics will be that, you know, the Harper government cut this back during the Obama years, unveiling, um, you know, that they were going to look at intelligence and preclearance and try to kind of get rid of the the tie-ups at the border. And it hasn't worked. And so my question to you is, are you going to be going far enough with this? Well, first, uh, I would point out that, yes, the Harper government saved money. We reduced the cost. And the crime went down. So that was a double win. The, the, the idea that we need to measure our success by how expensive government departments can be is nonsense. Mm-hmm. We had 25% less auto theft nationwide in Canada, and Toronto's auto theft was 75% lower under Stephen Harper. So, yes, we spent less money and we had less crime. Under, Jude, under Trudeau, we have exactly the opposite. The cost of government is up by 70%, and... Auto theft is up by 300% in Toronto, 100% in Ottawa and Montreal. After eight years of Justin Trudeau, we're becoming the auto theft capital of the world. And that's because, one, he's brought in catch and release and house arrest for career car thieves, allowing them to get out of jail on bail within minutes of their arrest. Even after they're convicted, they serve their sentences in their living rooms, be able to open their doors and go and steal another car. Uh, and uh, so my common sense plan is the opposite. We're going to bring in a mandatory three-year sentence for three car thefts. We're going to end house arrests and catch and release for career car thieves and bring in jail, not bail, jail, not bail. And finally, we'll make it a, a more uh, lengthy prison sentence if the theft is involved in organized crime. That is the way we're going to jail the car thieves. But we also announced today a plan to secure our ports. Right. And so let me, let me, because I'm going to bat between the two of them for a second. On the sentencing, you know, the automatic pushback is going to be, well, Harper tried to do mandatory minimums and it did not work. If you don't get the buy-in. And so, uh, well, again, but judges didn't like it. And it was. I, I actually don't care who likes it. It worked. The data is in. Violent crime went down 25% under Harper's mandatory jail time policy. And 
the number of people in jail actually declined because we deterred crime. So it worked. The numbers are in. The well, I understand numbers. that. The numbers are there. I understand that. But but it did get challenged a lot. So how have you then written it would be the question. How have you written it to avoid all the pushback that, that we get? Because I do think Canadians will buy in. They're sick and tired of seeing the crime, which is going up. We just got crime stats from StatsCan last week showing violent crime is up significantly. So how would you be designing this then not to fall prey to all the challenges? It will be well. It will be challenged by uh, radical liberal NDP lawyers who don't uh, believe in common sense criminal justice consequences. But they're still push ahead. They challenged us last time. We still able, were able to reduce crime by 25 percent nationwide, and we had inherited already low crime. So the fact that we had such low crime under Harper is a, a testament to the common sense approach we did use and will use. Since Trudeau got rid of those policies, crime has exploded. It's exploded. It's up 40 percent. Violent crime is up 40 percent after eight years of Justin Trudeau. Shootings are up 100 percent. The evidence is in. If you if you bring in catch and release that allows the same offenders to get out of jail within hours of their most recent arrest, you will have a crime wave on your hand. And that is exactly what Justin Trudeau has given us after eight years. He's not worth the crime. There is a domino effect to this because, you know, we get the car theft, but it's not just car theft. It fuels drugs. It fuels um, all the organized crime that we have going in this country. We have 2,000 organized crime groups running. It's, it's car theft. It's fentanyl. It is um, money laundering. We are known as, you know, you can go to the snowshore here in Canada. We are getting a very bad reputation. How big of a priority is it to secure borders and how are you going to do it? Well, we're going to do uh, what worked last time, which is to say we're going to cut the back office bureaucracy and the management consultants that are sucking up the budget and put it into frontline enforcement at the ports. We'll hire 75 new port officers and we'll purchase 24 high-powered X-ray scanners, each one of which can scan a million boxes per year. And then that will mean that instead of scanning only 1% of boxes that go out from our ports, as we do now after eight years of Trudeau, we can scan almost every single one of them. It will mean that instead of having five people working at, in security and inspection at the Port of Montreal for a half a million shipping containers, we'll have over 30 and they'll have the equipment they need. So how are we going to pay for it? We're going to cut back. $165 million now being spent on management consultants. If you can't manage your department, you shouldn't be a manager. If I'm cutting the management consultants and I'm putting the money into frontline boots on the ground to keep our cars from being shipped out of our ports. It's common sense. Let's bring it home. That would be nice, I think, for a lot of people. Um, I'm going to I'll focus on, on that uh, continually. But I do want to get this question in because it certainly came to light yesterday through the Globe and Mail, which reports that uh, we learn after all these months it was, in fact, the prime minister's office uh, who invited a Nazi to our parliament. This thing has been uh, batted away and kind of swept under the rug. A committee is not going to be looking into it. Uh, the Speaker of the House, as you know, Antony Rhoda, uh, was, fell on his sword for this. Is this done? Does this go anywhere? Because uh, nothing, really, no one paid a price for this other than Mr. Rota. And it's, you know, we learn a different story seemingly every day. Well, the latest story is that the prime minister lied to us all. Remember when this happened? 
He said it was all Anthony Rota, his, uh, the Trudeau office had nothing to do with it. PMO didn't know a thing. He just showed up in the House and the, and the Speaker made the mistake. Well, now we know that the Prime Minister's office did invite this Nazi to an event with the, the President, something Trudeau covered up for the last several months. Second thing we know is Trudeau said that it was a firing offense for the Speaker to invite the Nazi to the ceremony. But when Trudeau's own office does it, is that a firing offense? Or is it just another example of one set of rules he opposes on, imposes on others, but not on himself? So does this go anywhere? Because you do have a new Speaker uh, of the House. It did change the complexion of, of daily business. It shows that we have a dishonest prime minister who throws other people under the bus when he screws up. He embarrassed us all around the world. This was a story in all of the capitals of the globe. Canada thoroughly embarrassed once again by Justin Trudeau. He's not worth the cost. He's not worth the crime. He's not worth the embarrassment. I am out of time because I never, ever have enough, but I certainly appreciate you giving it to me. We will talk again. Tax the tax, build the homes, fix the budget, stop the crime. That's my common sense plan. Thanks very much. There you go. That is a leader of the Conservative Party, Pierre Polyev, keeping it simple, stupid, which is what I've always said. Keep it simple, stupid. And it's that bullet point form of what they're going to do, which is easy for people to get their mouth around, their head around, and their uh, brain around. And um, we are now into a campaign. No question about it. All of them are campaigning, putting their ideas out, but on border issues and car theft. That is what Mr. Polyev is offering. I would suggest this, though. You can't stop this uh, if we don't bulk up with more police resources on the front lines in, in Toronto. You're not going to stop every car theft, but you can't. We will not have enough resources to stop unless we actually get serious about it on the front lines.